So it's like Hogwarts. You need to get invited. Yes. To me, that one's kind of like it sounds unbelievable, but it makes sense. I mean, I understand first base, second base, but mm-hmm. not in the same context as you do. <laughs> yeah, to me, this is so interesting. I feel like you could train yourself to have mm-hmm. this, though. I think you can learn it. The thing is, all kids are dumb. Really? Wait, really? No. No. Hello, and welcome to this episode of the I Should Have Known podcast, the trivia podcast that can't be trusted. Each week, our quiz master presents you with four big facts on a topic, but one of those facts is a lie. And we are continuing to keep it 100 here for our celebration of our 100th episode. And your quiz master this week is Tanner. Hi. He's going to present you with four facts on perfection. But one of his facts is imperfect. (laughs) Yes. Too easy, too obvious. Okay. So anyway, join me, Andy, and our other host, Soups, in trying to figure out which one it is. Yeah. Perfect. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Let's jump right in with our low-hanging fruit. One five-letter word can be attached to the end of these words to give four longer words. These four words are push, arm, wheel, and high. What is the five-letter word? Chair. Yeah. <laughs> Five letter word, add to all of them, and you get push chair, armchair, wheelchair, high chair. I literally got it after the second one. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, why is yeah. this perfect? This is a question seen on the Mensa IQ test. Okay. And our first fact is about the Mensa IQ test. So do I have perfect IQ <laughs> <Yeah>. then? <laughs> <laughs> Looks like you do, Andy. Looks oh, like you do. Great. <laughs> if you're good at questions like this, then you might be good at the Mensa IQ test. All right. So, fact number one. Mm -hmm. A 12-year-old schoolgirl achieved a perfect score on the British Mensa IQ test in 2015. Okay. So, it's just, do we believe this or not? (laughs) Yeah. This isn't the youngest Mensa member. It's not the first time a 12-year-old has joined. It's just that's the fact. She got a perfect score. Right. Oh, so it's more about the perfect... You don't need a perfect score to get in. Okay. Okay. So, for those who don't know, Mensa is an exclusive society for individuals with high IQs. It's basically like a really smart person's club. And to get in, you have to score a top 2% on their IQ tests. But this girl scored a perfect score. The score for people under 18 is out of 162. Okay. And to get into Mensa, you have to score at least a 148. Okay. Do they have a different test for the under 18s? They do. There's uh-huh. an adult version, which can only go up to 161 for some reason. Oh, you get a bonus point for being a kid? Yeah. That seems backwards. Because yes. like, I was going to ask, because in like the traditional IQ test, yeah. Yeah. it's divided by your age. Right. Which I always thought was so dumb because then it's not impressive if like you're a child who has a high IQ score because simple math, the lower the number you're dividing by, the bigger it's going to be. Yeah. It favors young people. Mm -hmm. So it's not impressive that a young person has a high IQ because it's just simple math. Yeah. Did we just cancel kids? (laughs) Yeah, I'm canceling kids. Kids, At least IQ tests. You know, the thing is, all kids are dumb. I don't care. That 12-year-old is dumb. All children are dumb. All children. I was a dumb child. You two were dumb children. I knew Tanner was a child and I can confirm he was very dumb. This is true. But like, because you're a child, your little squishy brain isn't developed yet. So like, so you can take some test. Mm -hmm. Sure. 
But like, are you smart enough to rent from a hotel? Can you drive a car? Can you like, come on, people right. like, are you smart enough to not date some toxic boy? Because like you have the emotional wow. maturity. No, I don't want to hear it from some child. I think I think in these hundred um, episodes that we have done for the I Should Have Known podcast, I think this by far is the best rant slash monologue slash discussion. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, yeah. going back it's going to exactly Mensa. according to plan here. <laughs> so this girl in 2015 in mm-hmm. England, mm-hmm. she scored 162. That's right. And she had minutes to spare. Oh, wow. Do you study for this exam? Like what, what Basically, is this? yeah. So this is a test measuring verbal reasoning ability. Cool. So it's a lot of texts. Like SAT exams. Yeah. yeah. Like yeah. these standardized yeah. tests. Yeah. yeah. The youngest person to ever join was four. Okay. And the oldest, like you said, it favors younger people, but the oldest was 104. See, okay. that person's probably actually pretty intelligent. Right. Yeah. yeah. So it's like Hogwarts. You need to get invited? Yes. You sit one of their exams. Oh, okay. So it's like Jeopardy, where yeah. you just go and you like try to get on. And yeah. then, okay. And if you score high enough, you get an invitation. And then what do you get when you're a Mensa member? <laughs> Bragging rights. Brag, <laughs> brag. I'm a Mensa member. But this is what I meant about like my definition of dumb. Because if I was a member of Mensa, I would tell no one. Yeah. Because if you tell people you're a Mensa member, you can't ever mess up. Yeah. Because you will never be able to live it down. You can't go to a bar and drop your Mensa card because somebody is going to just like, you know, if you made the wrong change because you're like a little buzzed or something, you will never live it down. Yeah. All right. The thing is, we have to use our actual intelligence and come back to this. (laughs) And our job here is to question Tanner's fact. Mm hmm. Right. So he's distracting us with all of the talk of (laughs) the test and what it means. Right. Yeah. So I don't know about Mensa. But we know the answers to the questions. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. Yes. So with this girl getting the perfect score, it sounds very possible. Mm -hmm. Except what I'm thinking about is like for the IQ test, there's basically no perfect score in the traditional test Mm -hmm. because it's like an equation. Mm -hmm. Right. They have to do with your age. Right. Hmm. Let's move on to fact number two. A perfect 10 score in artistic gymnastics has never been achieved at the Olympic Games. Really? Wait, really? No. No. That Romanian girl did it in like the 80s. But are you talking summer Olympics? Any Olympics. Any Olympics. Official Olympic Games. Okay. So, a little history about gymnastics. Men's artistic gymnastics has been an Olympic sport since the beginning of the modern games. Women's gymnastics was introduced in 1928 as a team event. And now no one cares about men's gymnastics. Yes. Although the code of points was based on a maximum of 10, so far the highest achieved score has not been above 9.95. Okay. So the Armenian Soviet Hrant Shahinan Mm -hmm. scored a 9.95 on the optional rings at the 1952 Olympics. And Omega, the official timekeepers and scoreboard makers for the International Olympic Committee, Asked them how many digits they need for their scoreboard. And they said three should be good because you will not get 10.00. Okay. Okay. I thought that the only 10 was like a Romanian in like the 80s. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. Something's not right. Yeah. I think it's very believable to some degree because it sounds very like gymnastics people to be like, I'll find something wrong. Yeah. Yeah. But it's funny. Those judges, they were not gymnastic champions. So they're just... Some nobody's sitting there and judging this superbly talented people. Yeah. 
Who are they to judge? They're not breaking their necks. No. Also, so many gymnasts are literal children. And it's like, (laughs) you're just here just judging children. Exactly. And the timekeeping thing doesn't really seem like an issue because if you have a perfect time, you just get rid of the other zeros. It's fine. You don't need them. Mm. Yeah. It's one of those things where this happens a lot when we do the show where it's like, do I remember? I'm going against my own anecdotal memory. Right. Versus trying to like logic it out. Mm-hmm. It's hard to know which one is right. But okay. this is definitely, I'm very skeptical. It's on a maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Fact number three. Mm-hmm. Let's stay on the sports idea here. Fact number three. All 23 Major League Baseball perfect games have been thrown by single pitchers. I wish I could have an opinion. Yeah, I was going to say, I was like, oh no, like, oh no, yeah. oh no, you did baseball. Soups is like, you know how many times I've drunkenly at a bar tried to explain baseball to Soups and he explains cricket to me and neither of us have any idea about either sport. I don't sport. think we understand. Yeah. <laughs> no. I mean, I understand first base, second base, but mm-hmm. not in the same context as you do. <laughs> Great. This will need some explaining. Yeah. Are you talking about a perfect game versus like a no-hitter? Yes. A perfect game is a no-hitter, a win, and a shutout all in one. Mm-hmm. A win, obviously, your team gets more points than the other team. A shutout means the other team never scores. Mm-hmm. A no-hitter is a little complicated. Yeah. Actually, Andy knows a lot more about sports than me, so maybe you could explain it better. Basically, how do you describe Pitching, hitting, strikes, outs, and innings. Yeah. So in baseball, a hit is a special term. It doesn't mean literally the bat hits the ball. Right. A hit means the bat hits the ball and you get onto first base. Right. So if the fielding team, so not the team hitting, if they get the ball back to first base before the batter can run from home to first base, he's out. That's not a hit. Understood. Yeah. Now, how do you describe strikes and then outs and then innings? Strikes, I understand. Yeah. Yeah, so three strikes. You're out. Yes, yep. so that's an out. And each batting team gets three outs per inning. Okay. There are nine innings. So, mm-hmm. But a pitcher, if they throw bad balls, four of them, then the batter gets to go on base. Mm. So the batting team can score points like that. Right. And that's how you can lose while still pitching a no-hitter. Right. Mm -hmm. So that's why that's confusing. It's like the perfect game. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No, I understand. I understand. It's got quite a few similarities with cricket. Yeah. Yeah. A few things conceptually are the same. Like Mm -hmm. the way you execute it, of course, is different. But, you know, it's still a game of bat and a ball, right? Yeah. Yeah. So in a perfect game, no batter on the other team reaches any base. Okay. During the whole course. So they call it 27 up, 27 down, Mm -hmm. because there's three outs in nine innings. So that's 27 opposing players that came up. Yeah, I understand now. And so your fact. This can happen with any number of pitchers. I could pitch an inning and I do it perfectly. And then we switch. You do it perfectly. Andy comes up next, does it perfectly for nine innings. But all of the 23 where this has happened, it's always been one guy. Mm. He never switches. He does it nine perfect innings in a row. What's this? Jackie Robinson? <laughs> I mean, it's, it hasn't been the same pitcher oh, all same 23 player. times. Okay, okay. okay. that's he's what I was just like, He's the baseball <laughs> god. god. Yeah. It's, it's not by a single pitcher. Okay. It's by yeah. single pitchers. Right. Okay, that makes sense. Because I was thinking like it's like the same guy who's, yeah. who's done it. Okay. Okay. All right. Perfect game. Yeah. So the most recent one was in 2012. Okay. Interesting. It is possible for a pitcher to do it entirely by himself, but usually it requires the help of your teammates. Right. So if you have one just stupid teammate or like who's not paying attention or it's really bad and like drops a fly ball, 
your stats are ruined, mm -hmm. but it's not really your fault. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's, it's a, a team, team sport. Game. Yeah, it's exactly. A team sport, but it's yeah. just funny because it's like we always put so much on the pitcher. Mm -hmm. In cricket, do they call it six sixes in an over? Yeah. Is that a similar thing? Yeah. But there is nothing like a perfect game, but mm -hmm. six sixes in an over, I think it's been done only like three times ever. What's that? Six is like a home run. That's like the maximum that you can score in one ball. Okay. Yeah. In an over, there are six balls. So a pitcher. Mm. In cricket, it's called a bowler. So he can bowl six balls back to back. And that's one over. And the batter, he hits it for a six run, which is uh -huh. the maximum. And he does it six times. Yeah. So in this one, it's the batter doing mm -hmm. well. Yeah. Not yeah, exactly. the pitcher. Exactly. Not the pitcher. Oh, for yeah. baseball, it's a perfect defense. Right. For cricket, it's a perfect offense. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Cool. Yeah. All right. Now let's move to music. Fact number four. Mariah Carey, Ludwig von Beethoven, and Michael Jackson all had or have perfect pitch. Perfect pitch. It's something you hear about a lot. Yeah. But like, I am often curious, like scientifically, is this really a thing? Yeah. So it's very weird because it's hard to measure. Mm. Yeah. But perfect pitch, also known as absolute pitch, is when you can sing or play any note without being given another note. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So a lot of musicians can do this if you give them a note. Right. I play an F, I say play E, and you can do it easily, perfectly. Mm -hmm. Mariah Carey can hit that note without you telling her another note. Yeah, you don't need to tune, essentially. Mm. Exactly. Yeah. So it's the ability to identify tones without a reference note. And this is very rare, but one in 10,000 people are apparently born with it. Without musical training, it doesn't really develop into anything. Right. But okay. it's not exactly scientifically measurable Yeah. unless you say, like, I'm going to test you. See right. if you can hit these notes. Yeah. Right. If you're like, sing this and mm -hmm. then you play a piano and see if it's right. Right. Yeah. To me, this is so interesting. I feel like you could train yourself to have mm -hmm. this, though. I think you can learn it. Yeah. Some people think you can. Some people think you have to be born with the ability yeah. to do it. It's kind of like ambidexterity, right? Like yeah. some people are straight up born ambidextrous, mm -hmm. but you can train yourself to be pretty ambidextrous. Yeah. So back to the fact, do we believe Mariah Carey? Yeah. Beethoven and Michael Jackson had it. I feel like the first two, totally. No insult to Michael Jackson, but like his music isn't really the kind where like you need to be super good at music. Andy's on fire <laughs> this episode. Wow. Wow. <laughs> okay, but like we're talking about perfect pitch. So we're talking about the best of the best musical ability, if you will. Yeah. So like I like Michael Jackson's music, but it's not technically super difficult music. But maybe he's not using it in his music, but he has this talent. Yeah, I mean, it's possible. Yeah. But if we have to be skeptical. Right. How do we even know? Did Michael Jackson just decide he had perfect fit and just told people that? Or like, you know what I mean? Like, that sounds like something Mariah Carey would claim. Yeah. But if there's no way to measure it, but I guess that would still make Tanner's fact true. True. So, yeah. hmm. So those are very interesting. We have a lot to think about. Can you repeat your four facts so we can figure out which one is an imperfection? Sure. Fact number one, a 12-year-old schoolgirl achieved a perfect score on the British Mensa IQ test in 2015. Fact number two, a perfect 10 score in artistic gymnastics has never been achieved at the Olympic Games. Fact number three, 
all 23 Major League Baseball perfect games have been thrown by single pitchers. Fact number four. Mariah Carey, Ludwig von Beethoven, and Michael Jackson all had or have perfect pitch. One is imperfect. Right. Let's say fact number one is true. Yeah, that's possible. Um, I'm taking number two. Yeah, me too. He could be getting at it and being like, well, there have been perfect tens in like the world championships, mm-hmm. but not the Olympics. Yeah, when he was describing the fact, I've heard about it somewhere. Like someone did in the history. I know, right? At least once. I feel like that too. Yeah. That seems right. Yeah. And the other places, I don't want to comment on anything about fact number three because I have yeah. zero knowledge. To me, that one's kind of like, it sounds unbelievable. But it makes sense. And that's why the last time it happened was in 2012. So it makes sense. It's not such a common yeah, occurrence. Yeah, it's hard. Yeah, it's hard. And number four, I mean, can be any combination of names, but these three, sure. Right? Yeah, I would pick number two as well. Okay, let's double it up. Let's double We're it. We're going to double or nothing. We're both picking number two. Wow. Well, congratulations. You're both correct this time. <laughs> yeah. Perfect. Perfect. What a perfect ending. We are perfect. (laughs) Yes. I did not make up the 12-year-old girl, so she scored perfect. And actually the same year, another 12-year-old girl and a 10-year-old boy also got perfect scores in the UK. So it's not that rare. Mm. They need to make their test harder. Yeah. We've shown the questions are not that difficult. (laughs) Yeah. If we can get them right, they can't possibly be that difficult. And yeah, those three names, I just picked those out of a long list. And apparently, according to Mimi's mom, Mariah Carey had perfect pitch. She knew when she was four. Oh, did she take the Mensa test? (laughs) (laughs) And Beethoven, we just have to assume since Mm -hmm. he was deaf, he couldn't have composed it and known what sounded good unless he did have perfect pitch. Yeah. Kind of have to take that with a grain of salt. And with Michael Jackson, we're going off of the word of Will I Am, who recorded with him and reported that he had perfect pitch. Okay. Yeah. Okay. But okay. the perfect 10 score. Yes. It's happened 116 times. Yeah. Oh, okay. Wow. <laughs> yeah. The first time was a Romanian 14 year old in 1976, Nadia Comaneci. Okay. Yeah. That, Nadia, that sounds familiar. Yeah. yeah. And the Omega scoreboard was not calibrated for perfect 10. So when they showed Nadia's score, it showed 1.00. And yeah. everyone was very confused. See, that's, that's what I was saying. You know, it doesn't really matter. You just take a zero out. It looks a little weird, but yeah. you yeah. get it. I feel like I don't have to say I should have known, Tanner. It seems like you're the one. Yeah, I should have known. Yeah. You should have known we're geniuses. Yeah. yeah. I should have known by that low-hanging fruit. You guys yeah. got the... <laughs> Should have known. Thanks for listening to this episode of the I Should Have Known podcast. We'll be continuing our 100th theme for the rest of the month in celebration of our 100th episode. And if you have been a loyal listener, you can thank us by leaving us a review wherever you listen to podcasts. But regardless, we're happy you're here. And thanks for listening. Blooper. <laughs> <laughs>